We'll take our text tonight from 1 Kings chapter 3. 1 Kings 3, beginning at verse 5. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what I shall give thee. And Solomon said, Thou hast showed unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy, according as he walked before thee in truth, and in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart, with thee, and thou hast kept for him this great kindness, that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne, as it is this day, and now, O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father, and I am but a little child, I know not how to go out or come in, and thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen, a great people, that cannot be numbered or counted for multitude. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this, thy so great a people? And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. Solomon humbly asked the Lord for his wisdom. And the Lord really said, what, what is it you ask? What, what do you want me to do for you? I, I believe the Lord is asking every one of us here tonight, what is it you want me to do for you? Solomon told the Lord, I'm going to lead your people. Lord, I need your help. We all need the help of the Lord. Glory to God, Solomon just wanted to get it right. Amen. Don't you just feel tonight like you just want to get it right? You just want to serve the Lord to the best of your ability and do the very best you can for Him? Solomon was, Lord, please give me your wisdom. That, that was his heart's desire. He expressed that to the Lord. And the Lord was pleased with that. I, I believe the Lord would be pleased with everyone here tonight that would ask the same thing. Oh Lord, I, I just want what I want for Your glory. I want to use uh, my life to magnify You somehow. Uh, use what You give me, Lord, to show others. We just heard the song, uh, What Can We Do? Lord, I want to do it for You. The Lord's looking for anyone that will reach out to Him for help. The Lord responded favorably to Solomon's request. Reading on verse 11, God said, Because thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked for thyself. You see, his, his wish was not selfish. Not at all. He, he, what he wanted, he wanted for the Lord. You've not asked for yourself long life, neither hast thou asked for riches, 
nor hast thou asked for the life of thine enemies, but hast asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. You know, we do ourselves well if we understand what is right and what is wrong. Verse 12, I have done according to thy words. That's what the Lord told him. You want to use this for my glory? I'm going to give it to you. I tell you, if you ask the Lord for anything that that you can use it for His glory, the Lord is going to be pleased with that. It says, And lo, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart, so that there was none like thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. Solomon asked selflessly, God gave to him generously. He let him know that he would be the wisest man ever. The queen of Sheba testified to that. We can read in 1 Kings 10.4 that she heard about Solomon. She heard so much that she determined in her heart she was going to go and see for herself. And when she got to where Solomon was, she was in utter amazement. And I'm sure that she had heard a lot of good things. Obviously enough that she was willing to get up and go and see. But in her own words, she said, the half has not been told me. The half of what? The half of what God did for Solomon. Gave him that marvelous wisdom. She said, thy men are happy. Thy servants are happy. Your wealth and wisdom exceed that which I've been told. Oh, the things she saw were just uh, so impressive. Solomon was impressive. All because he desired to do what was right in the sight of the Lord. You know, the Lord gave him way more than what he asked for. That's just like our Lord. He'll do that. And and that's exactly what He did for Solomon. What do you want from the Lord tonight? What do you want? I just love how that that text starts out. He, He said, ask what I shall give thee. What will you ask of the Lord this very evening? You know, Solomon, he he was a big deal. He, He was quite a man. Yet, as great as Solomon was, we read in Matthew 12, 42, this is Jesus speaking of Himself. He said, a greater than Solomon is here. A greater than Solomon is here. Glory be to God. Jesus. A theme throughout the Bible. John 1.1, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was there at creation. A greater than Solomon was there in the very beginning. You think Jesus is just New Testament? No. No. He was there right at the very beginning. The three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, 
They found themselves in quite a situation in Daniel chapter 3. King Nebuchadnezzar had created that great golden image and he said everyone in his kingdom would bow to that image. Well, those three, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, determined that they would not bow. And they weren't afraid to tell the king, even if our God doesn't deliver us, we will not bow. We're just not going to do it. They took a stand. Even if we go to the fiery furnace, that was the threat. And it was a real threat. Turns out, they did go into the furnace. They did go into the fire. Sometimes we go into the fire. Sometimes the Lord allows that. The Lord didn't put out the flames. He could have. Would have been nothing for Him. Just quench that flame. That's not what He did. He didn't stop King Nebuchadnezzar from throwing them into the furnace. He could have done that. But they went into the fire. Bless God, that wasn't the end of it. No! When Nebuchadnezzar took a look into that furnace, I wonder what he expected to see. Men down there burning? Just crisped? That's not what he saw. No, he looked in there and he saw not three men, but four. Amen. Four men and they weren't bound. No, they were loose. They were walking around. God's Word says with no hurt. Oh, the king said, how many men did we throw in there? They said, three, king. So, well, I see four. Amen. Glory to God. And the fourth looks like the Son of God. Oh, King Nebuchadnezzar knew exactly who that fourth man was. Yes, he knew. Holy Spirit revealed that to him. He'd never seen Jesus before, but he saw him there in that fire. Oh, I really, what I really wonder is how Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego felt when they looked around in that fire. Amen. Oh, they're walking around in there and look! Look! There aren't three of us! There's four! There's Jesus! Amen! A greater than Solomon is with us! Yes, they had Jesus right there in the fire with them. I would have loved to have been the fifth man. Amen. They were right there with Jesus. Oh, the Lord didn't put the flames out. He joined them in the fire. The Lord will join you when you go in the fire if you have Him on your side. Oh, who do you want in the fire with you? I want a greater than Solomon. The only thing that burned in Nebuchadnezzar's fire were his ropes. Those very things that bound them. Why? That fire set them free. Yes, because a greater than Solomon was there. A greater than Solomon is here tonight. Yes, he is. And he's seeking to save the lost. 
If you're not saved, He's calling you. Even if the enemy of your soul says it's impossible, you've gone too far, you've done too much, the Lord is still calling you. Oh, consider Rahab. A woman with so much against her. I I just marvel when, when I studied her recently, why it seemed to me like an impossible situation. She was an Amorite from a nation that God wanted to destroy. She was a Gentile living in a city that God would soon destroy. She was, according to the Scriptures, a harlot by profession. She had strike after strike after strike against her. Who knows what else? Yet, even with all her faults and with all her failures, she turned to the Lord and He took her in. Yes! Oh, maybe you've made a mess of your life. Rahab surely had, but that didn't matter to the Lord. And it doesn't matter right here tonight. He took her as she was and He changed her. That's what Jesus does. He changes you. Oh, she came to know uh, the Lord and she, her heart was changed. In the Old Testament sense of the word, she was saved. The Lord took her in. Oh, He took a woman like that and not just saved her, but He used her for His glory. Yes! Why, she protected those two Israelite spies and she was told to hang that scarlet robe out her window, which she did. And when the walls of Jericho fell down flat, her little section of the wall stood firm. The Lord protected her. Oh, and not only her, but her family, all that were willing to go inside of that house, why, the Lord spared them. That's just like us uh, getting under the blood of Jesus. Yes, uh, we need to do that. We need to get to that place uh, where we say, Lord, here's my life. I need it uh, under Your protection just like Rahab did. We get our hearts under the blood and then we're ready for heaven. God spares our lives, changes us. Her and her family were saved by what? Faith in God. It was faith. Oh, the Lord is looking for anyone that is willing to just come to Him in faith. The Lord, I don't know how You're going to change me. I don't know how You'll do it. But Lord, here I am. Take my life. Lord, just take it. And the Lord will take it. I tell you, it went well for her. The Lord made something of it. He'll make something of your life. He's still looking for people. What happened? He absorbed her into the nation of Israel when she came in faith. She's mentioned in the 11th chapter of Hebrews. That faith chapter. Remember her past? Look at it. The mess she'd made. The Lord forgave it. Put her in that faith chapter. She married a Jewish man named Salmon. They had a son, Boaz. Boaz married Ruth. You have a book in your Bible, in the Old Testament, the book of Ruth. 
They had a son, Obed. He had a son, Jesse. Jesse had a son, David. King David. He had a son, Solomon. From what Rahab was to what God made of her life, what does the Lord want to do for you? Do you see the Lord is not limited to your failure, to, to your past? He can take you, make you something new, make you something beautiful. It keeps going. Jesus said in Revelation 22.16, I am the root and the offspring of David. You get that? Jesus said, I am the root. So He was before David. I am the offspring of David. He is in the line of David. That all came through Rahab. Think of that. God can change your life. He could change your life and make it something beautiful. She was in the line of Christ. Yes. Oh, there's great hope for you. I was privileged to be raised in this wonderful gospel. I can't say that I always appreciated it, but I sure do now. At the age of 17, out on the Pacific Ocean, the Lord called after me. Had a huge wave come over the top of my little boat. It started to roll over. I had to jump back and forth to balance that boat or it would have went all the way over. I bailed water. You know, I knew my life was in jeopardy. I knew I wasn't ready to meet the Lord. I knew exactly what I needed. And it wasn't the Coast Guard. It wasn't another boat. I needed a greater than Solomon. I needed Jesus Christ to be there. Solomon in all of his glory could not take anyone out of sin. But glory be to God, there is a greater than Solomon. Oh, and I feel like I'm in good company because the Lord saved fishermen. He saved a lot of His disciples. Most of them were fishermen. Every fisherman needs a greater than Solomon. Every housewife needs a greater than Solomon. Every child needs a greater than Solomon. Everyone needs a greater than Solomon. I thank the Lord that He spared my life. That out there on that boat, I was talking to Him. No one else was there, but Jesus was there. I'll tell you that it was right down there that summer where I came forward to to pray at an altar after a Sunday morning service. Brother Harold Barrett sat on the other side of me tell you I poured my heart out. I just gave my all to the Lord there. And a greater than Solomon met me. Changed my heart. Oh, as I told him I'd serve him, he came in and took out all that fear. We heard a testimony of one fear in the rapture. I was that. But the Lord came in and a greater than Solomon changed my heart right down there. A greater than Solomon was there. A greater than Solomon is here tonight. Yes, I sat through teachings just like we've heard. 
In that summer 1984, I, we sat through sermons like we've heard. You know, I know what it's like to be on the wrong side of those. It's miserable to sit there under Holy Ghost conviction. But I'm so glad that the Lord never let me get to that place where they didn't bother me. No, they bothered me. And I'm so thankful for that. But I also know what it's like to have a greater than Solomon come down and atone for me. Amen. Oh, God came down, cleansed me. And I'll tell you, it's wonderful being on the other side of these sermons. It's wonderful to be able to say, Amen. We have a greater than Solomon. He paid the price for your sin. Yes, He paid it so your name could be written in that Lamb's book of life. I'm thankful for that day a greater than Solomon wrote my name in that Lamb's book of life. Oh, a greater than Solomon also prayed for me to be sanctified. He prayed for you to be sanctified. We've heard testimonies of those that have been sanctified even this camp. A greater than Solomon is still here. A greater than Solomon uh, went away uh, so that the Holy Spirit could come. So that you could be baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. What do you need? We have a greater than Solomon and He is here. Sometimes, uh, even uh, if we feel like we've got all our experiences, it's just good to have water poured out on the old dry ground. Just have another dip in the fountain. A greater than Solomon is here to do that. Do you have a prayer request? You know, we've had record number of prayer requests this year. feel like I saved about two-thirds of today's. Can't even hardly get them out of my pocket. But this is just a fraction. Not even all what we had today. Just today. It's been that way every, every meeting. People have been putting in prayer requests. There are prayer requests in there for salvation. There are prayer requests for sanctification. There are prayer requests for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. There are prayer requests in there for healing, leading. Who do I marry? Where do I go to school? Oh, the Lord sees every one of these. He knows every one of these. And a greater than Solomon can answer every single prayer request that we have. And He's done so much as many of these this very camp. Why? Because a greater than Solomon is still here. A greater than Solomon wants to answer your need. Yes, bring it to Him. We have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. A greater than Solomon is here to answer your prayer. We have that fourth man in the fire. Yes, He's here to come do for you whatever it is you need. Oh, if the Lord asks, well, what shall I do for thee? What is it? Oh, do you have a need? The Lord wants to answer your prayer. You're one prayer away from a victory. Yeah. 
Yes, the Lord wants to get you through this very night. We're going to sing a song. Oh, but if you just come out a greater than Solomon, Jesus Christ will hear your prayer. He will hear your cry. Oh, may He answer tonight. God bless you as a greater than Solomon meets you at the place of prayer.